ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. My name is Jake Botel, and I'm joined by you guys, the listener. All you awesome sports fans out there uh, who are, you know, keen to hear my experience on sport, my perspective on sport. Um, listeners today, you're obviously, um, you know, listening on your podcast app, maybe on your way to work, maybe at work. Um, who knows how you roll? You might be a real daredevil. Maybe the boss is waiting for a report and, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're working on the report, but maybe you're, you're more working on getting the JBSE in your ear holes. Uh, Patreon subscribers, you guys might be listening or you might be watching this show as a video. You have the option. Uh, if you would like to be able to have the option of listening or watching this episode, um, I try and put in some little cool backgrounds and put on some some charts and things so you can see the visual information as I speak about this. So if you are just listening and you would like to contribute to the JBSE Patreon, simply click the link in the episode description in your podcast app there that says support the JBSE on Patreon. And you click through, it's just five US dollars a month early access to different episodes, bonus patron-only content, and yes, video versions of most of these shows. So that's how you can support if you would like to do so in a monetary sense, the JBSE on patreon.com. So let's get into today's episode. I have been bitten once again fiercely um, by the football bug, the European football bug, the round ball. Um, football. This was my first love in sport was football. Um, the two th I wasn't a sporty kid growing up. I'm sure I've mentioned that on the podcast. It took me until about age 12. The 2002 World Cup, ended up watching that, was totally captivated by it. Um, great games throughout that tournament. One that stands out was South Korea versus Turkey, uh, a 3-2 triumph for Turkey. Uh, in the um, third place playoff game, Ilhan Menzies scoring, I believe, the fastest World Cup goal. I'm going to say off the top of my head, it was after 13 seconds. I think Hakan Shakur got a goal as well. Um, just a ripping game uh, between South Korea and Turkey. And just across that tournament, I was hooked. Um, joined a soccer clinic soon after that and started to learn to play sport. Um, became an Arsenal fan because I'd become an England fan during the World Cup because England's goalkeeper, David Seaman, had long hair and I had long hair. So became an Arsenal fan because that's where he played his club football and the rest is history. I became a massive sports fan after that. But football of the round ball variety was my first love and I have been bitten strong by it again. Um I've been looking to, for alternative clubs to cheer for. Uh, the English Premier League has become just swollen with, um, you know, the, the money of, of foreign investment and that sort of thing. And just, I don't know. I was looking for something a little bit different. I'm a little bit disenfranchised, disenchanted with Arsenal's ownership. Um, Stan Kroenke, who owns the LA Rams. Um, so I'm not really actively supporting Arsenal at the moment, not really following the Gunners. 
I've decided to follow Luton Town in the English Championship, and they actually look like they're in line to get promoted up to the Premier League. But another league I've been watching a lot of football in is Scotland, the Scottish Premier League, and I am a Celtic fan. The green and white hoops. Um, never followed Celtic as closely as Arsenal, but I collect favourite teams in every league, and Celtic definitely, hands down, my favourite um, in the Scottish Premier League. Could never find myself cheering for Rangers. Uh, it was always Celtic, um, and occasionally Dundee United, just because I like their orange and black. But Celtic uh, is my Scottish Premier League team, and I've been following them quite closely um, again this season. So, following the Scottish Premier League, and being a weirdo sports nut who likes to build Excel spreadsheets, uh, led me to this interesting idea for an episode. At least I think it's interesting. And if you're listening to it, obviously you do as well. So the episode is, what if... Celtic and Rangers weren't in the Scottish Premier League? Now, this has been a debate, I'm sure, for years, because to, to give, um, you know people who might be unfamiliar with it, um, some context around the dominance of Celtic and Rangers in the Scottish Premier League. The Scottish Premier League is a 12-team um, competition at this point, uh, I believe, off the top of my head, um, and play 38 games in a season but to give you an idea of, of, of the, the level of dominance that the two Glasgow clubs, Celtic and Rangers, who are known as the old firm, that's the rivalry, the old firm rivalry between the Glasgow Rangers and Glasgow Celtic. They're the two biggest clubs in Scotland. So here's an idea for you of how dominant they are. So... I, off the top of my research, I had about 125 different seasons of Scottish Premier League there has been. So since the late, you know, 1800s. Of those 125 league titles, Celtic and Rangers have won 106 of them. So it's only been 19 seasons in the Scottish top division of football that haven't been won by a team called Rangers or a team called Celtic. Um, the last team to win this uh, league outside of Celtic and Rangers was Aberdeen way back in 1984. So we're going now on almost 40 years where it's either been Celtic or Rangers. That's it. And if you look back through the last two decades, um, so from the 2000 to 2001 season to the 2021-2022 season that we're currently in, so obviously we, we haven't had a champion decided yet. There's seven games left in the season, and it's, it's down to Rangers and Celtic. They're about 20 points ahead of the team in third place. Um, so it's going to be between Celtic and Rangers over the last stretch, over the last few months of the season. But of those 21 titles in the 21st century, Celtic have won 15 of them. Rangers have won six, so they've won all of them. Celtic has been runner-up six times, so that means Celtic's won the thing 15 times. They've run, been runner-up six times. So in 21 seasons, they've been first or second in all of them. Rangers, 
won six titles. They've been runners-up eight times. Um, so out of the 21 seasons, they've been first or second in 14 of them. Now, it's worth noting, Rangers were out of the top flight for one, two, three, four, five years. Because in 2011-2012, they were liquidated and admitted to the Scottish third division. So financial issues. And then they had to climb their way back up from third division back into the top flight. So they were out for five of those years. So if you think about that, they finished top two Rangers in, in 14 of the 21 seasons. They weren't in the league for five of those 21 seasons. So that's, that, that accounts for 19 seasons where they either finished top two or weren't in the top flight. So that means there's only been two instances in the last 21 years where it wasn't Celtic or Rangers, sorry, both Celtic and Rangers in the top two when both were in the top division. That's insane. Um, the only teams to, to have a runner-up finish in the 21st century are Aberdeen. They did it four times in a row and finished, you know, the closest they ever got to Celtic was nine points in 2017, 2018, but they finished 30 points behind Celtic in 2016, 2017, 15 points behind them in 2015, 2016, and 17 points behind them in 2014, 2015. Motherwell, and again, in two of those Rangers seasons where, where Rangers weren't in the top flight, they finished second, but they were 29 points behind Celtic in one of those years and 16 points behind Celtic in another. Um, Hearts had a second-place finish in 05-06 when Rangers were in the top flight, but they finished 17 points behind Celtic. So it's been a Glasgow glut of domination, and particularly from Celtic. Um, 15 of the 21 titles won thus far um, in the 21st century, and a good chance to do it again to win a 16th um, this season. So, the question really came about from looking, what if Celtic and Rangers weren't in the top flight of Scottish Premier League football? What if they, I mean, it's, and, and you know, it's hard to sort of say, what if they'd never existed? Well, maybe, I mean, I think you'd have a Scottish Premier League, but it might look vastly different. So I understand this is a flawed premise in a way because you go, we, you know, if you just lift them out, you know, what happens to the league economically, what happens to the balance of talent and all those sorts of things. I'm not going to get into it. I haven't really gone in deep season by season and gone, okay, if you took this result of Celtic against Aberdeen out and this one, what I've done is I've taken the last 21 seasons and removed Celtic and Rangers from the equation and looked at how would the league table have shaken out if all results remain the same. Now I did go back for a little bit of um, just a little bit of due diligence. The last two seasons I looked at, I did go through and I took out the results of Celtic and Rangers against the other teams, just in case. I was like, well, um, you know, just in case these teams had, you know, upset Celtic or Rangers, and you know, three points here or a point there for a draw, you know, would change things dramatically. It didn't. Um, you know, I don't think any of the teams that got you know, third or fourth place finish in the league behind the Glasgow clubs. I don't think anyone beat them that I can that I could see um, in the last few seasons. Um, draws 
with the, with the best available results for those teams. And most of the, the games against Celtic and Rangers were losses. So this is the premise. What if we take out Celtic and Rangers, which clubs would have benefited the most? Which teams who had, you know, the third place finish behind Celtic and Rangers? And, and some of these leagues are, are insane. When you see, you know, your Hearts, your Aberdeen, your Motherwells, consistently finishing you know 20 30 points outside of those top two it's been all celtic and rangers um but let's have a look at it i guess too i can give you some context um in regards to the scottish premier league clubs and why celtic and rangers are so dominant um people who followed this game closer than I, well, the league closer than I do, you know, this will be familiar to them. But if you haven't followed Scottish Premier League, maybe it is worth, um, you know, having a look at this. So Celtic and Rangers, we're going to look at ground capacity for one, so stadium infrastructure and then revenue, okay, for Celtic and Rangers versus the rest of the league. Now, I was able to find um, on the revenue info I source from footballleaguefc.com, really cool little website. Um, they didn't have everything I was after, um, but that's one of those cases where if clubs haven't provided it, then it's hard to find it. Um, and the ground and capacity info I sourced from Wikipedia. So here we go. So Celtic play in Celtic Park, and they have a capacity of 60,411 um, Attendant, attendees, so a bit over 60,000. Um, their revenue per year, uh, sorry, their revenue in 2020-2021 season was $70.2 million uh, in revenue. You look at Rangers, the other Glasgow club, they play at Ibrox Stadium, capacity of 50,817. Their revenue in 2020-2021 was $59 million. Okay, so there's your two... Glasgow clubs. Now, Celtic, about 10,000 more they can fit in their stadium than their rivals. And they have uh, about, what, $11 million more in revenue in 2020 slash 2021. Let's look at the next closest team from, from the numbers I had available. Aberdeen. So Aberdeen, as we discussed, they are one of those teams who have gone up and finished, you know, third or second, um, particularly when Rangers weren't around. Um, for those five seasons when they were in um, Division 3 and then Division 2 due to liquidation. Aberdeen, their stadium can hold 20,866 people. So it's 30,000 less than Rangers, 40,000 less than Celtic. Their revenue in 2020-2021 season was $14.3 million. So Celtic have almost a five times the revenue in 2020-2021 as Aberdeen. And remember, there's no salary cap. There's no salary cap. You can spend what you like on players. So Celtic have five times the revenue of Aberdeen, Aberdeen in 2020-2021. Uh, we go down to Hibernian. Uh, 20,421 fans can fit into Easter Road. So again, they're about 30,000 behind Rangers, 40,000 behind Celtic. Their revenue in 2020, 2021, 10.8 million. 60 million behind Celtic, 
49 million behind Rangers. Um, so Celtic has a six and a half times uh, advantage in terms of revenue in 2020-2021 to Hibernian. Kilmanock. 17,889 people fit into Rugby Park. So again, we're looking at that thirty to 40,000 difference between them and the Glasgow clubs. Their revenue, 6.6 .6 million in 2020-2021. That's drastic. That's 64 million less in revenue last season than Celtic. It's 53 million less than Rangers. Celtic have 10, over 10 times the revenue last season than Kilmarnock. All right, this is the last team I could find the numbers that I wanted for, and that was Motherwell, who again, have been able to be that third or fourth team behind Celtic and Rangers pretty consistently. Fir Park can fit 13,677 people. So again, blown out of the water in terms of capacity versus the top two teams. Their revenue in 2020-2021 was 4.5 million. Celtic have over 15 times the revenue in 2020-2021 than Motherwell. That's an insane, like, it's, it's an insane sort of, um, insanely unfair gunfight, really. Celtic and Rangers have bigger grounds, bigger reach, bigger money to spend. That's, that's the reality of it. It's kind of like, when I look at Celtic and Rangers, it's almost as if, you know, in the, in the NFL where you had, you know, two, two NFL franchises and then you put the two best XFL franchises or something like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's probably, there's probably still a, a bigger gap, I guess, between NFL clubs and the XFL teams. Um, but we're starting to get there when we talk about that. I mean, I was trying to think of comparisons, you know, is it major league baseball, you know, is it two major league baseball teams? I mean, maybe this is major league baseball in terms of spending power, you know, the Dodgers, um, the Yankees, uh, are Celtic and Rangers, the Red Sox. And then, you know, you've got teams like the Pirates down the bottom who, who either can't or won't um, spend money. All of this to say, it's it's a severely tilted table. Celtic and Rangers are the two big name brands. Um, I mean, I think if you asked people around the world, can you name a Scottish football team? Uh, I think most people are going to answer Celtic or Rangers. Um, you would have to have a passing interest in football, I imagine, to to know Aberdeen or or you know Motherwell or Dundee United. That's my opinion, anyway. So. There's the context. So now let's wave the magic wand. Let's say that Celtic and Rangers, you know, 20 years ago, pissed off and went to the English Premier League. Or, you know, just they magically, you know, weren't there. And that would be disappointing for me as a Celtic fan. But let's do it for the fun. What if Celtic and Rangers weren't in the Scottish Premier League the last, in the 21st century? Which clubs would have benefited? And how much variance in champion would we have had? Would, would one or two teams dominated, uh, have dominated as much as Celtic and Rangers? Let's have a look at my spreadsheet and let's have a look at what it would look like. 
So, we would have a large variety of champions. Um, taking out Celtic and Rangers from the equation means that instead of having two teams having won the Scottish Premier League since the turn of the century, you would have seven different teams have won titles. Um, first amongst those, will we, will we, will we, we'll work backwards, we'll work up. All right, now, first of all, all right, let's go with Livingston, okay? So Livingston would have won one title. Now, they haven't won any the last one. None of these teams have won any the last 21st century. Um, no, let's start at the top. Let's start at who would have benefited most. That's what we wanted to know. Who benefited the most? Motherwell, Aberdeen, and Hearts. Those three clubs would have benefited the most from the absence of Celtic and Rangers in the Scottish Premier League. Hearts would have had significant dominance from about 2001 through to about 2011-2012 or 2010-2011 because in that time they would have won the league five times by my count. Um, they would have won it in 2002, 2003, and then 2003, 2004. So they would have gone back to back in those years. Um, they would have won it again in 05, 06. They would have won it again in 08, 09. And they would have won it once more in 2010, 2011. What's more, they'd be in line to win it this year. If there was no Celtic and Rangers in the competition in 21, 22, Hearts would currently be 14 points clear of Dundee United who would be in second place. So Hearts would be gunning for their sixth championship of the 21st century. Let's have a look at Motherwell. So Motherwell would have had a period of dominance uh, after Hearts. So if we looked at Hearts as having the significant uh, period of dominance of the first decade of the 21st century um, with titles in 2002, 2003, 03, 04, 05, 06, 08, 09, and 2010, 2011. Motherwell would have snuck a, a championship in 2007, 2008. They would have won the league title. But then they had an absolute three-year period of dominance in this new reality from 2013 to 2014, where they won the league three times in a row. In 2011, 2012, they would have triumphed by three points in the title race over Dundee United. 2012-2013, they would have triumphed by seven points over St. Johnston. And in 2013-2014, the closest, or one of the closest of their championship wins, uh, a two-point league title victory over Aberdeen. Um, Motherwell would go on to win another title in 2019-2020 by a single point over Aberdeen. Speaking of Aberdeen, this is a side that would probably have benefited the most out of anybody in terms of first and second place finishes. Um, I have them winning five titles of their own and being runner-up in about eight more seasons. So that's essentially 13 top two place finishes um, in that time, in, in that 20 
you know, 21, 22 seasons. Um, their first title would have been in 06, 07, where they would have triumphed by four points over Hearts in the league race. Then they would have had two runner-up finishes, falling behind Motherwell in 07, 08, and Hearts in 08, 09. Disappeared off the map for, for four seasons between 2009 and 2013, then surging up to almost take the league title in 2013-2014, just being pipped at the post by Motherwell by two points. However, if Hearts dominated the first decade, if Motherwell had a period in the middle of things where they won that three-peat of premiership titles, in 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014, then Aberdeen's time of dominance would have come in the second part of the 21st century seasons. Because after missing out by two points to Motherwell in 2013, 2014, Aberdeen go on a four-season run as champions. In 2014-2015, they would have triumphed over Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle by 13 points in the league race. The next season by six points over Hearts, by a whopping 18 points over St. Johnston in 2016-2017. And they capped off a fourth title in a row with a six-point league race victory over Hibernian in 2017-2018. What's crazy is they also finished second in the next three seasons, 2018-2019, 2019-2020, and 2020-21. So those three clubs are the ones who would have benefited the most. Hearts early on in the 21st century, Motherwell across the board, but their main period of dominance would have come in the, the middle years, 2011 to 2014, where they won three titles. And then Aberdeen, the last 10 years, uh, that's where they did the four, they would have done the, the, the four time in a row uh, Scottish Premier League victories, as well as finishing runner up three years in a row after that. So Motherwell, five titles, Aberdeen, five titles, Hearts, five, with a sixth pretty much in the bag this season if there was no Celtic and no Rangers. So which other teams? Because as I said, there's seven teams that would have won a title if there was no Celtic or Rangers. So they are Hibernian. They would have won the first title of the 21st century uh, over Kilmarnock with a 12-point league race victory. They would have won a second one just four seasons later, winning the title on goal difference against Aberdeen. Aberdeen and Hibernian both getting to 61 points, 61 points, but Hibs having the better goal difference, allowing them to take the title. And then last season, again, a, a league victory over Aberdeen Hibbs getting 63 points, Aberdeen 56. So Hibernian um, winning three league titles, uh, pretty massive for them. They also have three runners-up uh, places as well. Um, so really good stuff for Hibbs, three of the titles for them if there were no Celtic or Rangers. 
Then we've got three teams that would have won one title each. We'll start with Dundee United. So Dundee United would have finished runners-up in 2011, 2010 to 2011 and 2011 to 2012. They would have had two runners-up as well as a, they'd be runners-up this year, the trailing hearts by too much to, to make up really in the last month and a half of the season. So, But Dundee United would have won a league title in 2009-2010. They split uh, a title between Hearts winning in 08-09 and 2010-2011. Dundee United would have won the league in 2009-2010. So that would have been massive for Dundee United. Kilmarnock, they sort of have flirted around in this top four. They've got a number of top four finishes uh, in this post-Celtic Rangers world, but they did finally break through for one in 2018-2019. Poor Aberdeen. Think about this. Aberdeen, in this season, Kilmarnock finishes top with 67 points. Aberdeen second with 67 points. Goal difference separating them. So that's two league titles that Aberdeen would have, you know, potentially, and I know if you get into the minutiae of it, um, that's not how it would have worked out. But for the point of this exercise, you know, they're, they're a goal or two away um, in this exercise from having seven titles. So, so Aberdeen strikes me as the big winner if there was no Celtic or Rangers. Um, the last team that also would have cracked through for a title was Livingston. Now, Livingston have just four finishes in the top four if Celtic and Rangers aren't around. Um, but they cracked through for one title themselves in 2001-2002, just before Hearts start their run uh, of dominance. Uh, Livingston win the league by three points in 01-02 over Aberdeen um, by three points. So a title for Livingston. So there you have it. That's the teams who would have won the league, the teams who would have benefited uh, the most from this um, exercise. I think out of all three of those teams, Motherwell, Aberdeen, and Hearts, you'd have to say Aberdeen would benefit the most from the, the absence of Celtic and Rangers because not only did they win in, the, in this fantasy reality, did they win five titles, four of them in a row from 2014 to 2018, they also finished second another eight times and, you know, most of those in incredibly close finishes. So I feel like without the Celtic and Rangers um, dynamic, Aberdeen would be the biggest beneficiary. Now, obviously, Hearts and, Hiber uh, Hearts and Motherwell both managed to win um, their five titles as well and Hearts would be in line for a sixth. But I just think Aberdeen would be that team that benefits the most. I mean, the majority of these seasons, they're finishing first or second, um, which is massive, massive for them. So that's how it would have looked. Um, Aberdeen, the last team to win the title in, in real world terms back in 1984, 1985. Um, they would also, in my opinion, be the biggest beneficiary if there was no Celtic or Rangers at all. Um, but Hearts and Motherwell both would have won their fair share of titles as well, and Hibs getting a hat-trick of, of, of championships themselves. So there you have it. 
That's my episode, What If Celtic and Rangers Weren't in the Scottish Premier League. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got suggestions to make, I mean, I'd be keen to do this with other sort of leagues and sports around the world. You know, what if, you know, dominant team X didn't exist in this league? Who would benefit? Um, another one I was thinking recently, a what if that I might do is, what if Carson Wentz was never injured in his 2027, 2017 season? If, if we say Carson Wentz wasn't injured, and the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl, what would the ramifications be? Because it's really interesting when you start to think about Nick Foles. So Nick Foles came in and went on that massive playoff run, won a Super Bowl MVP, and then has been paid large sums of money in two different spots with the Jags and then the Bears, and hasn't really produced anything. What are the ramifications? Because who, how, where do those teams go at quarterback Particularly Jacksonville, what would Jacksonville have done if they hadn't signed Nick Foles to be their starter? And that was really the case. They signed Nick Foles to start for them, and Gardner Minshew was the drafted youngster sort of project QB. Where would Carson Wentz be? What if Carson Wentz hadn't gone to Indy this year? Would Doug Peterson still be a Philadelphia Eagles head coach? Would the Eagles have... I'm just interested in that sort of thing. So if you've got any sort of ones that you'd like me to take a look at, um, particularly in sports that I'm familiar with, but it doesn't have to be that either. You know, you don't have to be that familiar to, with a sport to look at, you know, a league table and go, all right, what if we take out this team and that team? Who would rise? Who would fall? All that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm interested to hear from you guys, the listeners, the viewers, if you're on Patreon, is there a what if you'd like me to take a look at? Um, cause, cause I love doing these things. I love these fantasy reality, um, sporting timelines. So there you have it. All right. Thanks very much for listening. If you like listening, that's great. If you'd like to watch the show, go on over to the JBSC on Patreon, five US dollars a month. That's all it is to support me to keep putting on the show, um, bonus content, early access to different episodes, video content. I put some written work up on there from time to time as well. So that's the plug. That's it. Until next time, guys, you've been great. I've been reasonable. It's the JBSE. Thanks so much for listening slash watching. <laughs> <laughs>